0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, April the 3rd, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host. Of the Daily Crow, of the Spurs Up show, as always, what is going on? We're taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. As we begin a new week here on this Monday, very excited to chat with each and every single one of you. I see Bruin Nation, Will Hall, John Edwards, C, Youngblood, Ethan Travi, Stephen, Brendan, Todd Smith, what's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord over the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, to be sure your questions are answered there. Again, guys, a very, very busy weekend in the world of Gamecocks athletics and would love to hear from you all. Again, taking your questions, comments, calls 843-790-3377. Also, guys, of course, it is Masters week. The MLB is in full swing Uh, The Women's College Basketball National Championship has been played. The men's game takes place tonight. UConn and San Diego State. Going to be a ton of fun, guys. We can talk about that much, much more. Also, SEC Spring Games get going this weekend as both Auburn and Vanderbilt are on the field for those who care. Guys, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at prize picks. Go download the prize picks app, go to Pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, guys. You can play anything and everything college sports, pro sports, you name it. They've got it over at prize picks. Does not matter what it is, guys. They got golf as well. The Masters is on prize picks. Be sure you check them out when you go sign up today. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app. Go to pricepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. I'm just looking right now at the golf odds. They got Tiger Woods over under three birdies or better. Rory McIlroy at four. Scotty at four. John Rahm at four. They got all kinds of they Phil Mickelson. Three birdies are better. How about that? Uh, and that's really all you can play right now. So just how many birdies will they make in a round? It's crazy, too, to think about that this week. This week, you got a bunch of these guys that are on Live Golf. Cam Smith, uh, Dustin Johnson, Phil, they're all playing this tournament this week. So it will be interesting to see them uh, as they get back after it all together and to see everyone back together, if you will. Um to see everyone back together, if you will. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to to see. Um, Let's see here. Mm -mm -mm. Stephanie Lee, what's going on? Austin Greer, Cox, are fifth in the SEC and sixth in the country. Fifth in the SEC, sixth in the country in baseball. Yeah, great weekend, Gamecocks. Taking two of three over the weekend. Taking two of three. Let's see. Again, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843 790 Let's jump to the phone lines. This should be very interesting.
2: Extraordinary. To accept.
1: What's going on? You're on the air.
2: Hi. I just wanted to
3: – I had a question about your um, recent post. Why did you call LSU disgusting, and why do you think that's Okay.
1: I didn't call LSU disgusting. I said that the fact that South Carolina is not playing in that game was disgusting. Okay.
3: Just, um, just getting some clarity on that. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So that was the call, right? Getting some clarity. This is my tweet. Carolina beat LSU 88-64. to I said, crazy that this team is going to win the national championship. Absolutely disgusting. I did not call LSU themselves that basketball team disgusting the fact the Gamecocks were not in the national championship game playing against a team in a rematch they beat by 24 points is disgusting never did I call the LSU Tigers disgusting I really don't have a problem with LSU I think Kim Mulkey's a good coach is she a little bit annoying at times sure but she's a great coach and LSU is a really really good team I even defended Angel Reese's the ring thing and the you-can't-see-me thing this morning, that I love trash talk. I think trash talk's a great part of sports. So I never did I call LSU, the team themselves, disgusting. And I know, listen, on this Monday, everybody's looking to be sensitive, looking for something about, you know, racial this and this, that, and Dave Portnoy said this, and Stephen A. Smith said that. You're not going to find it here. We're we're not doing that. We're not doing that here. I got no problem with LSU. I got no problem with Iowa. Obviously, I love the Gamecocks, so – reach a little bit harder why don't you i see you in the comments on facebook you're why'd you say that why'd you say they're disgusting you're who don staley was talking about you're racist and then you call in and you get made look like a fool so welcome to the daily crow where if you want to smoke you can get it any day of the week anyways 8437903377 we're not doing that today though i know everybody's on social media on twitter right now looking to get all get all butt hurt and Looking to cancel this person and cancel that person. But we're not doing that here today. You're not going to do that. And if you want clarity in my comments, you can more so have it. I I mean, I literally said this morning, again, that the whole trash talking, I I love that the LSU player did it. Angel Reese did it. I love that Caitlin Clark did it. We would love it if Aaliyah Boston or Zaya Cook did it. We would love it if Raven Johnson did it. I, I mean, I love trash talk. I think it's great. I think it's great. So, And I think it's a weird move for people to be that upset over it. I mean, you call it classless, whatever. It's the biggest game, biggest stage. I got no problem with trash doll, but really, really funny when people just call in and and I don't know, they reach for the hardest thing. They 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 reach so hard. And uh yeah, anyways, so Cosmic K, thank you for calling in. No disrespect to you, but I mean it's interesting that you want to try to slam me in the comments and drag my name to the mud and all this and that, and then you call in and with the quickness, you 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 did not stand on business. I gotta be honest with you. you did not stand on business. So, anyways, it is what it is. Let's keep it moving. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. 3377 I'd say four three seven nine zero three three seven. Jacoby says, "I'd love to see somebody from Live win the Masters." Uh, I don't really care, Jacoby. I'm just excited for a great tournament, man. I love the Masters. Masters week hits home to me, uh, hits really closely to me, and uh, you know, being from that area, and I love it, man. I'm a huge golf guy, obviously, but being from North Augusta, uh, really, really great stuff. So, anyways, what a what a crazy way to start off the show. I, I just what a crazy way to start the show. I, I literally saw the comments on Facebook, and then I get a call. And uh, from a number that had texted me, said, why did you call LSU disgusting? I knew exactly who it was, that person that had commented. But it's just just interesting to make these crazy, crazy accusations about someone. And then call in. And it's like, oh, that's what you were meaning. Okay. And then realizing that you're like just completely in the wrong. Anyways, I'm not going to spend time dwelling on it. It is what it is. Hey, glad you were able to call in. I appreciate the call and glad that I was able to Explain to you the fact that I don't think LSU is a team is disgusting at all. So maybe don't go on social media looking for looking for things you want to see. If that makes sense. Uh, anyways, Gamecocks take two of three from Mississippi State over the weekend. Really, really good stuff. <coughs> Excuse me, take two of three over the weekend. Really good stuff. Uh, sets up a huge, and I mean a huge week. This guys as South Carolina. Takes on 13th-ranked North Carolina tomorrow night in everybody's favorite place, Charlotte, back at Truist Field, uh, or is it Truist Park? What is, what is the Brave Stadium? Is the Brave Stadium Truist Park and then Truist Fields in Charlotte? I think that's the right. Truist Field in, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. <coughs> Excuse me. And the Gamecocks return home for a three-game set against the LSU Tigers, the number one-ranked LSU Tigers, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hopefully, The weather holds off, and we are able to get all three games in uninterrupted. No problem. We shall see. Uh, Also, guys, really exciting week for us. Really exciting week for us as the spring tour continues. And we are in the upstate yet again. Our last week in the upstate, by the way. We've been showing the upstate a lot of love, which I love to do. But uh, we've been spending a ton of time in the upstate. Would have been in Columbia on Sunday had the Gamecocks won that game against Iowa but uh, either way, no matter, no matter, we are in the upstate on Thursday. Really excited. Our last stop of this spring in the upstate as we're back at Carolina Alehouse. Woodruff Road, which will also serve, which will also serve as a watch party for the Carolina LSU game that'll be on Thursday night if they do play it. So, anyways, looking forward to that. Gonna be a good time, guys. I'll have the Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour shirts on sale Uh, We will also have the towels, the koozies, everything in between. Looking forward to a fantastic event yet again. Always a blast at County Alehouse Woodrow Road. And guys, let me say I said this on the podcast this morning. Thank you to all of those who came out. uh, All of those who came out on, on Friday for our watch party to watch the Gamecocks take on Iowa. And unfortunately, obviously, the season is over. LSU is your national champions. And, uh, you know, congrats to them. Listen, they won it. South Carolina didn't take care of business, did not beat Iowa, and it is what it is. Anyways, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Justin Langford says, let's beat the Tar Heels tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Will Hall says, LSU's baseball team is disgustingly good. Uh, Austin, a two-and-two week. A two-and-two week would be considered a good week in my mind. And Austin, you bring up a really, really interesting point, right? When you take a look at the schedule. that's something I wanted to dive into. And David Warren asks, how is Noah Hall? Is Will Sanders pitching against UNC? I I don't think you're going to see Will Sanders using the midweek, man. Not a chance. Not a chance. I I think uh, I would not be surprised if Will Sanders gets moved back, gets moved back to his weekend slot. Would not be surprised at all. Um. And uh, what's the status of Noah Hall? We don't know. There's a lot of rumors right now that he hurt his back and may not go against LSU this weekend, which, you know, obviously would be a huge blow for Carolina. Uh, I'll say this. When you look at the Gamecocks schedule right now, the Yardcocks have taken on three SEC opponents. We're through three SEC weekends, right? Georgia, Missouri, and Mississippi State. If you take away the games against the Gamecocks, okay, those teams are a combined 4 and 14 in SEC play. 4 and 14 of Georgia, Missouri, and Mississippi State. You look at what's upcoming for South Carolina. LSU, who is 6 and 3 in conference, Vanderbilt, who is 9 and 0 oh in conference. And the Florida Gators, who are seven and two in conference, and oh by the way, you have to travel to Nashville when you take on Vandy. Those three teams are a combined twenty-two and five. Let me see. Did I do the math correctly? Twenty-two and five. Yes, yes. Twenty-two and five, which I don't think makes any sense. Hold on. 9-16. Yeah, that's right. Twenty-two. Right? Am I doing the math correctly here? I think I am. Yeah, nine and zero plus seven and two is sixteen and two. Yeah, twenty two and five. Why does that not sound right? Twenty five SEC games. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, twenty two and five. Those three teams are a combined twenty two and five. So we're really going to find out. The bottom line is this: we're really going to find out what South Carolina is made of. If I'm doing the math incorrectly, please let me know. I think twenty two and five though combined. Is correct there? Um, so we're gonna find out what we're really made of. That's for sure. We're gonna find out what we're made of, and you know, I think still we're a really good ball club right now. But uh, you know, those th- these next three series are gonna tell us a lot. And I-, I will agree with Austin. You go two and two this week. I think you had a pretty solid week. I think you had a pretty solid week. Um, I, I will say this though: pitching Will Sanders tomorrow, I-, I think is you're gonna burn one of your best arms for a midweek game. It's- Foolish. That that would be a foolish decision. Absolutely foolish. In my opinion, just my opinion. I, I I would not roll with that. It didn't sound like to me that Will Sanders got the weekend off and the demotion. It sounded like he got the weekend off, period. So I think he's back in the weekend rotation. I I think they just truly gave Will Sanders a weekend off they're going to see how he reacts, how he responds and hopefully it's a refresher and something where he will have his best stuff and be back to sort of his normal self if you will uh this upcoming weekend against LSU but I think he will be back in the weekend rotation no doubt. So anyways guys, 8437903377 that is 8437903377 here on this Monday, April the 3rd. April the third, twenty twenty-three. Yeah, that was correct, by the way. Twenty-two and five. Um, I don't know why my brain just broke because I'm thinking twenty-two and five. That's twenty-seven SEC games. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Anyways, anyways, guys, I'd love to continue to hear from you. Lynn Turner, my nephew, was a college pitcher. said he says he would not expect to see Sanders. He said it was probably a week to work on mechanics. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Chase said, "Top ten matchup midweek. I don't think it's crazy. It's a good win for the resume. I mean, Chase, I hear what you're saying, but I don't don't think you burn Will Sanders ahead of the weekend. I just don't think you do that. Um, I just don't think you do that. I that's just my opinion. Um, you know, it, w- would it be a great win for the resume? Sure, but winning SEC games is more important, in my opinion. It is. Um, it is. So." JG, I think we go with Becker against UNC. And, yeah, that's the point. And you have so many quality arms. Like, why would you go with Will? So, I I do think we go Matthew Becker also. I I do think we also go Matthew Becker. Um, Yeah, so, we'll we'll see. We'll see who it is. But, uh, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Mm-mm. Let's see. Josh says, fans only complain about unsportsmanlike conduct when it's coming from the other team. That's a very good point, Josh. I mean, you know, people don't want to talk about it or even admit it, but uh, yeah, that's a very good point. It's it's a very, very good point that, uh, you know, if if we were doing that, if the Gamecocks are doing that, the whole this thing and. The rain, nobody would care. Like, we wouldn't care. We would be focused on the fact we won it all. We won a national title. We would not give a damn. Like, just call it for what it is. I know I wouldn't give a damn. I know everybody else wouldn't give a damn. If you were the one to bring it up, like, eh, I kind of think that's classless, you would get slammed, right? I'm sure that's exactly what's going on right now. There's probably LSU fans that feel the same way, that are saying it was classless, whatever. And the other LSU fans are like, bro, shut up. So, yeah, I, I I definitely think you have a point there. Um, Ethan, what should Jerzenbeck's role be for the rest of the year, midweek starter or bullpen? I like him in the bullpen. I mean, I, I think why not both, Ethan? I mean, I, I think that's why you'll probably see. I know people looking at this UNC game tomorrow and are saying, you know, let, let's throw our best, and it's a big game, great for the resume. You're probably going to see a lot of guys throw tomorrow. It's probably going to be another Johnny Holstaff game because those midweeks, again, are an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity For guys like Becker, like Jerzenbeck, like other guys who have not pitched a ton, it's an opportunity for them to get work. That's what it is. Yes, you want to win, but you feel like you're giving yourself a good shot to win because you're throwing a bunch of quality guys. You're not throwing your scrubs. You don't even really have scrubs on this ball club. So, I mean, I think you'll see a multitude of guys throw. You know, if Will Sanders were to throw, I think he'd throw an inning or two at max um, to be ready for the weekend. You don't really want to have to burn anybody. Ahead of the weekend. I just don't think so. So we'll see how they handle it. It'll be interesting to see how the pitching is handled in that ball game. It is a big game, obviously. UNC ranked 13th in the country. I and mean, we're not going to pretend like it's not. It'd be huge to win. But, uh, you know, I-, I feel confident whoever they throw out there will give South Carolina a good chance. Rebecca, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in, Rebecca. Been quite a while. Been quite a while for sure. Guys, again, to all my fellow golfers, happy Masters Week. This is a very fun week as, uh, The Masters gets underway. Gamecocks also this morning, by the way, picking up a transfer portal pickup. Men's basketball. Lamont is cooking yet another Citadel transfer. Grad transfer from the Citadel in Ford Stephen Clark. Clark averaged 9.5 points per game, 5.1 rebounds per game, and 2.6 assists per game during his four-year career in Charleston. So, kind of feels like Hayden Brown (laughs) 2.0, which I would say worked out pretty well. I think all things considered, and you set fair expectations for a guy who was a transfer from the Citadel, I think his career went pretty well at South Carolina. Uh, UConn San Diego State. How are you guys feeling about that game? Anybody care? Does anybody care about the national title? Anybody care about the men's national championship? Would love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Let's see. <laughs> Bruination says we all loved, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, we all love when DJ stood over Clem Sucks player, but if they did it, most would be in an uproar. Yeah. Calling them classless, calling them this, calling them that. Yeah, Bruination. For, for sure. For sure. Big Wash says UConn. Travis says UConn walks him. JG Lashley, Yukon by 20. Yeah, but guys, I I don't even know if I want to go down this rabbit hole, but I will say this that the the I'm admittedly not a huge college basketball guy anyways. But, uh, you know, I guess I could ask you all. Do you think it was better or worse for the men's college basketball tournament that there were basically no Blue Bloods? Like, I know UConn is – they're right there. Like, I think you'd consider them like a team with a lot of tradition. They've won national championships. But, like, I mean, was it better for the sport of college basketball to have Florida Atlantic – Florida Atlantic and San Diego state playing to go to the national championship. Like, like, was it better for it? Like, did it, were ratings better? Did people care more? Were people more invested? I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I could I could not care less. <laughs> I just really could But again, my perspective is a little bit different. I understand I'm, I'm, I'm an extreme casual of college basketball. I mean, extreme casual. Like I, I didn't watch a second of the final four. So um, Lynn Turner. As of Friday, I have moved on to baseball and softball. Lynn Turner, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Are you? Oh, you've moved on to basketball and softball, or baseball and softball. Okay, you've moved on to it. Okay, I, I thought. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. Again, guys, Gamecocks sit eight and one in SEC play. Eight and one in SEC play. Uh, podcast by the way dropped this morning. Podcast dropped this morning. Episode 772, full breakdown of everything that happened over the weekend. Everything that happened over the weekend, baseball, um, you know, obviously the the basketball game on Friday. And I made this point on the podcast. I don't feel like I have to make it again, but I will. Because, you know, I I tweeted after the game that by many this season is going to be looked at as a failure. And failure is a very strong word and I would say this, I don't view the season as a failure. I just made the point simply that a lot of people are going to look at it that way because the expectation for national title and its national title of bust in Columbia, that's really a compliment to what Dawn Staley has built. Now, again, would I label the season, this season was a failure. I would not label it that way. That feels too harsh. You make the final four, man, like anything can happen. It's, it's crazy. It's college basketball. You got to tip your cat to Caitlin Clark. I mean, she's fantastic, had an incredible game. She's a certified baller. She's the truth all the above, all the positive adjectives. She is that. Um, you know, in South Carolina's obviously lack of shooters got exposed, and, you know, there were some holes, I guess, for a team that was perfect. It's crazy to say that, but there were some holes uh, on the roster that made them susceptible to, to a loss against Iowa. So I, I would not label the season a failure. I simply made the point that many will look at it and say that it was not, it was not a success because you did not reach the ultimate goal of winning the national Championship. I don't think anybody would argue me on that. Also, way too early top 25 drop in the Gamecocks, seventh. Seventh in the way too early top 25 for women's basketball on ESPN, which is, you know, a, a little bit lower. That's 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 lower than we're used to seeing Carolina. That that's a lot lower than we're used to seeing Carolina. But, you know, when you lose Aliyah Boston, I think most think Zaya Cook is gone, although there's been no announcement. I think we all think Zaya Cook is gone. Uh, who else, who else who's going to return? Who's not. I mean, but when you lose, <clears throat> when you lose the, the generational players like they're losing, I mean, it, it just makes it tough. It, it makes it tough. So we shall see, but, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Dalton's or Dalton. Brendan says really tough to say an undefeated season. that saw the most wins in the season of failure just because of a loss in the national semis. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it's, it's, we fell short of expectations. We did not reach the ultimate goal, but, uh, You know, as Brendan points out, we got some shooters coming in next year. We will be back. How about this? Andrew Jones is having his number 25 jersey retired in September. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Love to see that. Absolutely deserves. I'm sure, like many of you out there, I, as a kid, you know, grew up watching the Braves and watching Andrew Jones make incredible plays in the outfield look easy. So, Glad to see it, man. Andrew, one of the legends, no doubt. And good news here on a Monday. Good news here on a Monday, no doubt. Um, anyways, guys, 843-790-337. 7, that's 3377 here on this <clears throat> Monday. Like I mentioned earlier, guys, like I mentioned earlier, Gamecocks now sit at 8-1 in SEC play after taking two of three against Mississippi State, but shit's about to get real very, very quickly. Let me make this clear. I I think this is a really, really good ball club, right? The next three weekends aren't really going to change my mind on that a ton, but we're going to find out who we really are because the SEC gauntlet, truly the gauntlet of this schedule, will kick in. And you look at the first three SEC weekends, Georgia, Missouri, and Mississippi State. If you take away the games against the Gamecocks, those teams are a combined 4 and 14 in SEC play. And when you look at your next three SEC opponents, LSU at home, at Vanderbilt, Florida at home, all three of those teams are ranked in the top 10, dare I even say the top five. Those teams are a combined 22 and 5 SEC play. No matter what, I think this is a quality South Carolina team, but the gauntlet's going to kick in. You are really going to find out just how good you are. Are you a good team? Are you a great team? Do you belong in the conversation with the upper echelons of the conference? Hey, I'll say this too. On the flip side, those teams have to play South Carolina. So I'm not telling you all that to say that, oh, my God, we should be intimidated. Like, they, they got to play us too.
4: But it's going to be really fun to see
1: what Carolina's made of. Let's hear from Dalton. Dalton, what's up, man? How are you?
3: I'm doing all right. Uh, could have been a better weekend, you know.
1: was well, kind of Friday a strange was, weekend uh, for sure. I mean, Friday Friday, you, you get run ruled yeah. for your first SEC loss and then lose in the Final Four. So that was a very auspicious night. But uh, anyways, yeah, man, appreciate you calling in. What's up?
3: No problem. Well, uh, seeing as we've now entered the uh, hardest part of our baseball schedule and now that, uh, you know, we've, we've sort of put, put the caps on the men and women season this year. I'm sort of wondering what you believe needs to happen in order for us to take two out of three against this LSU team. Obviously, you know, it's going to be huge series. I think mm-hmm. Founders Park is going to be close to sold out. So the atmosphere is going to be working in your favor, you know, assuming it doesn't rain, um, which the weather report is saying it's supposed to be raining this, this uh, weekend, but I'm just wondering if you think this team has what it what it takes to win this series against the number one team in the country and what you think will have to happen in order to, uh, to, to win the series.
1: Well, you know, I'll start with this. You got to take on Paul Skeens in game one, right? And nobody's unhittable. But, I mean, the guy throws 100 miles an hour. Like, Let's face it, right? This is not your average, your normal, your typical game one. As good as guys in the SEC are, this dude is built different, right? We all saw the highlights from his game against Tennessee. And he got hit, by the way, a little bit. He got hit a little bit. Um, But it's going to take a special outing from one of your starters. You know, first thing I'd probably say is you need an electric Founders Park for three games. You do, right? There's a reason why coaches will tell you that going on the road in the SEC is as long, just don't get swept, right? The goal is just don't get swept because it's so hard to win on the road in this conference. So Gamecock Nation, the Rowdy Roosters, and I know they will, but the Rowdy Roosters need to make Founders Park a living hell for three days, flat out, right? Make life very, very tough on LSU. That's number one. Number two, you're going to need elite starting pitching and elite pitching as a whole. One of the best lineups in college baseball, you're going to have to probably win a 3-2 to or 2-1 to game on Thursday against Paul Skeens. I don't know who that's going to be. Is it going to be Eli Jones? Is it going to be Will Sanders? I have no idea. How does this Noah Hall injury play into the weekend? If if he's – I don't really – we don't really know the status right now. Can he go? Can he not? You know, if he can't, that presents a whole – you know, a, a whole other set of issues, which, I mean, this this team does have great pitching depth. I mean, heck, we saw it this past weekend as Eli Jones, I thought, threw the baseball beautifully in, in that game one, right? So you feel like maybe you're able to overcome that. I mean, you hate to lose Noah Hall for the weekend, but you feel like your pitching depth will still give you a chance. And, uh, I mean, you know, flat out at home, man, it's timely hitting. You're going to have to swing it, right? You're going to have to swing it. Um You know, find ways to be productive against those really talented LSU arms. I I think as you get deeper into the weekend, which it goes without saying most teams are like this, the pitching will get weaker. You saw Tennessee really take advantage of their game three guy. You know, play to the strengths of your ballpark. You know, we love to hit home runs. Founders Park is a bit of a bomb box. Um, But, you know, there's a reason, Dalton, I don't really give – I never give keys to the weekend in baseball because it all – every weekend comes down to the same thing. Elite pitching – great defense, and timely hitting. You do those three things, you have a great shot to win. Obviously, they're all amplified when you take on a team like LSU, who's so good. But, uh, you know, I think at, at minimum I would say Founders Park needs to be electric, and and you're going to need elite starting pitching in game one to even have a chance because, you know, everybody's hittable and Paul Skeen's could be off and we can take advantage. I, I don't want to make too much of, like, putting this guy on a pedestal, but he's going to be hard to hit. Like, like we all know he's going to be hard to hit. Um, and we need a guy like a Will Sanders or if it's Eli Jones or whoever it is, we need somebody to go toe-to-toe with him to give us a shot because I just don't think you're going to give up five or six runs in that first game. I I don't think you're going to win. Like, I I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a two-to-one, three-to-two. Like, you need to give your – you know, you you need to be going into the later innings, low-scoring game, give yourself a shot to win. But I I think it's going to be a great weekend for baseball. I think South Carolina fans and this team should be very, very confident this is why you come to Carolina to play in a series like this. Like, you know, I was talking about the schedule earlier. You know, you could look at the next three weekends and say, oh, man, we got to play them. Well, like they, they got to play us. You know what I mean? They got to play us. We're not some easy out. This isn't Carolina of last year. We're a really, really good ball club, too. Like, we're a team you don't want to play. So, we hit a lot of home runs. We got well, a lot of great well, – my main you know.
3: question is, My main question is obviously we're taking on another top 10 team in UNC in the midweek this, this week. Um, What I'm wondering is what you feel would be the best approach to the, the pitching situation. Sort of how do you preserve your best arms and still give yourself a chance to win against UNC? Yeah. Because UNC is also a pretty tough team. Yeah. To beat they're not, you know, like the normal midweek opponent. And it would also be a really good statement win, a really good momentum-building win going into that LSU series if you were able to, uh, you know, beat UNC. Obviously, yeah. you don't want to, you know, punt the game off and just put in uh, not your best guys because you want them ready for Thursday. But there is sort of a strategy to this, and I'm wondering what you think the best approach would be to doing that
1: well yeah and the good news is you have great pitching depth so i think no matter what you're not going to be putting in like a scrub like i mentioned earlier but uh you know so i would expect to see like a like a matthew becker probably start. i don't know if sam simpson gets the start i mean who knows but uh, you know becker didn't pitch all weekend i don't believe unless i missed it so um i just i think you're going to see a bunch of arms roll out there a bunch of guys throwing an inning or maybe two because You want to beat UNC. I mean, it's important. That'd be a great win. At the same time, though, you you don't want to use up your top arms. You get to Thursday, and it's you're getting in crunch time, and it's like, well, man, this guy ain't ready to go. You know what I mean? So it's a balancing act for sure. I mean, I I trust Kingston and Parker and those guys will – they'll have a game plan. But I doubt you see anybody go longer than probably three-inning stops. I mean, really, truly. And I know some fans hate that. I know some people say – you know, that, that's, that's not a great means of operation, but when you've got a series like LSU coming up and you want all hands on deck, you know, I, I, I understand the move. I really do. And you feel like, Hey, we'll, 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 throw all our guys out there. And we we believe in all of them. And, you know, even if they don't throw as well, like there's a good chance UNC is going to be doing the same thing, dog. Cause I mean, they've got ACC play. So, um, you know, I, I think you believe in all the guys you'll throw again, you have great pitching depth. So, um, the goal will obviously still be to win whether you throw nine different pitchers, nine different innings, or you threw one guy that threw a complete game. You know what I mean? The goal is still going to be the offense has got to do their thing and swing the bats and um, each and every pitcher that pitches, you know, does their job. And, you know, hopefully you do get the dub.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this week and for sort of the the meat of our schedule, the, the tough part of this uh, SEC schedule, the, to come up because you know you don't prove yourself uh to to yourself and to the rest of the country that you're one of the best teams in the nation by you know playing easy teams and just you know cruising right you you've got a in the sec it is tough and um i think you know getting the number one team in the country at your home ballpark with your home fans um you know, is the best possible situation for you right now, especially with the momentum you've had in SEC play winning the um, last three series you played either by sweeping or, you know, in Mississippi State's case winning two out of three. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely excited. I'll be there on Thursday, assuming that we win or, or Friday. I mean, assuming that we either win Thursday or Friday and then, you know, Saturday, if it's, uh, you know, tied up series going into that final game, it should be, you know, one of the best atmospheres ha- we have all year. And, uh, I'm excited for it.
1: Absolutely, man. Going to be an electric weekend. No doubt at Founders Park. Dalton, I appreciate the call, my man. Great stuff from Dalton again, guys, really, really big weekend. And I would just say that, uh, Yeah, I mean, why can't South Carolina take two of three? You know what I mean? If you want to make a statement this weekend, and I talked about your schedule, four and 14, the combined SEC record of the opponents you've played thus far, that takes away the series with the Gamecocks. Obviously, again, I'm speaking on Georgia, Missouri, and Mississippi State, four and 14 combined SEC record. So what's the the quality of those first three teams you've played? South Carolina's taking care of their business. Who gives a damn? But, you know, that's something that people question. Um, You've gotten your respect. You sit six in the country. LSU number one. You want to take that respect and making a statement to the next level? Take two of three from LSU, right? Because LSU, Vandy, Florida, upcoming, those teams are combined 22 and five in SEC. Play all those teams right in the top five, top 10, if you will. We're going to find out just how good you are over the next three SEC weekends, and I think it's going to be a great test. This is why you come to South Carolina, though. This is why you want to play baseball here, to play against the best. It is going to be an absolute gauntlet, but a lot of fun to watch this team battle it out. And I would say, guys, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, in regards to success over the next three weekends, again, LSU at Vanderbilt, Florida at home, Right? I think if you can go five and four or better in your next nine SEC games against the th- those three opponents that I've mentioned, if you can go five and four or better, I think that's a success. I-, I think that's a win, truly. So what would you guys say? Am I am I lowballing here? I think in that scenario, though, you've won at minimum. You've won two of those series. You've won two of those three series, which I think would be a great result when you really factor in the competition, how good those teams are, how tough it is to win weekend after weekend after weekend in the SEC. I think five and four better over the next nine SEC games would be a fantastic result. What do you guys think? I think five and four better would be huge. I, I Even, like, even four and five wouldn't be horrific. It really wouldn't. Um, and it's not really lowballing it, guys. It's just SEC baseball's tough. <clears throat> it's just tough. SEC baseball is just hard. Right? It's just hard. So, um, you know. It's just hard. Anyways, 843-790-337. So I'm really excited, though, for the week, man. UNC starting off tomorrow. That's obviously a huge game. I mean, that's obviously just a huge, huge game. Um, yeah, it's a huge game. So, I'm looking forward to it. Um, really excited. M. Cole, I've always been against this UNC midweek game that is always hosted in Charlotte. You know, I- I'll say this, though, M. Cole, the fans hate it. What's funny, though, I think the players love it. I, I think the players, M. cold. I think they love it. They love playing in that ballpark, playing in a minor league ballpark. I think they love it, man. So, I don't know. J.G. Lashley says, just don't get swept. Travi says, shoot for six and three. Five and four and four and five is respectable as well. No doubt. No doubt. You go six and three, Travi. You're averaging a series win. You're averaging a series win. Um you know, each of the three weekends. I mean, be, that that would be huge. That that would be huge, Travi. That's why I'm saying if you can go five and four. Five and four feels very realistic. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zach, the Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing pretty good on this Monday. How are you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. Appreciate you asking. What's going on?
2: First things first, as much as I hate to say it, I ain't got nothing but respect for the LSU girls, okay? Because they did – they won last night fair and square. I actually watched that game, okay? Even though I was still kind of pissed that Iowa beat us, I watched that game. And the one thing that they did – Is they had they they put somebody on Caitlin Clark and shut her down or why well, not shut her down but they minimized what she could do but she still got hers okay so I absolutely agree with you even though she can be a bit of a butthead sometimes and be like a be an be an asshole she's probably one of the she's definitely one of the best. Was, well, is one of the best players in the country. Even though I think that against us, they missed a lot of offensive fouls on Iowa that they should have called, and they didn't do it, so we wound up biting the bullet and losing. So, congrats to both of the teams that played in the final that played in the championship. Anyway. Anyways, I I think that. Um, We'll take care of business on Tuesday against UNC. Of course, if we win, I will be talking trash to my cousin TJ because he is a big Tar Heel fan. Okay,
3: mm.
2: a very big Tar Heel fan. So, and I think I think we'll win tomorrow, and we'll get ready for um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I think we'll win seven to three. Seven tomorrow. to three
1: tomorrow. Okay, nice.
2: That'd be awesome. Yeah, seven to three, and then I don't, I don't really, I don't have a prediction for this week for uh, the Thursday Friday series yet. And in case nobody <laughs> knows, the Saturday game is going to be on the Big
1: Channel. Yeah, noon first pitch on SEC Network. Yeah,
2: SEC Network Plus for the for Thursday and Friday, and then the Big Channel on Saturday. So just in case nobody knows letting y'all know and I'm gonna be I'm pulling for San Diego State tonight I know you don't really care but I'm just saying I'm pulling for San Diego State because I'd love to see a five seat beat a four seat Mm -hmm. for the national championship so I think I think I think that um, because San Diego State and I've noticed this about San Diego State while watching them play they play in your face for a full 40 minutes they are all up in the Kool-Aid and don't give a damn about the flavor they they they're in your face and they play smart they play smart offense smart defense and they rebound the heck out of the ball so i will I i'll I, I I I don't think i don't know who I got winning quite yet but i'll be pulling for San Diego State tonight against UConn. And right. I don't really care who pitches tomorrow as long as we get the dub. Okay. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's like, I mean, like I said last week, right? We got, we got the arm. So I'm not really concerned about pitching. Okay. And we've already proven that if you put the ball, in the strike zone we're gonna hit the damn thing Hmm. because game three against mississippi state we proved a point
1: we did i i love the fight of this team the resiliency obviously and uh you know fighting in that final game you know mississippi state obviously want to take that series and uh you know you blew it open late but uh yeah, it was a great job by the guys. Yeah. So I'm excited for this week, man. I mean, it's just it's just huge. You want to play the best competition. This is what you're going to see in the postseason. I mean, it's right. Um, you know, all, all due respect to the first three opponents we played in the SEC and uh, everything else. I mean, th- this is where it starts to get really, really fun. And I would warn people. I mean, you're not going to win every weekend. It's most we're more than likely not going to go. You know, we're eight and one right now. We're probably not going to go 24 and six in SEC play or 23 and seven like. You know, I still think getting to eighteen and twelve or nineteen right. and eleven will be a fantastic year. So, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some ups and downs, yeah. if you will. But we're playing some really, really good ball club. So, just keep that in mind over the next couple of weekends, and <clears throat> you know, excuse me, as we go throughout this oh, season. Sure. But uh, I mean, it's it's what more and could I, you ask for, man? It's it's going to be an electric weekend. at right. founders, and the, then, the number one team coming to town. It's can't wait, sure. can't wait.
2: And and like I've always said,
1: right? I've, I've said it all
2: year, and I'll keep saying it. As, and so I'm blue in the face like a Smurf, as I always say. This weekend, against the number one team in the country, like you said before I called, right, make Founders Park a living hell for three days. Make LSU go, oh, crap, we got to deal with this for three days? This is not going to be fun. And whenever we got runners on, get them in. By hook or by freaking crook. Get runners on the bags and get them in. Because this this will definitely prove a point for sure if we somehow take two out of three or even by some miracle. Okay. But if we take two out of three this weekend, I can, I'll take that. Okay. Because like you said, LSU's got some pretty darn good pitchers mm-hmm. and they got a guy starting – on Thursday, that's that's going to be that, – that throws 100 miles an hour, okay? I can barely hit a change-up, for God's sake, okay? But there's no way in hell I'm hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I'm just going to let that go right by me. <laughs> but um, when the opportunity represents, represents itself, get runners in and score by any means necessary.
1: Indeed. Robbie, well said, my friend. Going to be a fun weekend and a fun week, obviously. I know we'll hear from you a lot. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward for to sure. it for sure. Seven to three tomorrow. You're locked in. Prediction: seven to three. Seven to it. three. I love it. All
2: right, man. I'm going to fix me some lunch.
1: Yeah, man. Go go, go, go get after. We're going to jump into a break. I appreciate you, my guy. You too, buddy. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. You're the man, Robbie. Appreciate you. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis, guys. We are going to jump into that first break of the day. But on the side, I want to continue to hear from you, by the way, my guy, Phil. Phil Harris, what's up, baby? What's up? Congratulations, by the way, to Cock Rugby for winning the SEC. Shout out to those guys. I feel like Cock Rugby is one of the club sports, you know, we talk a lot about, well, we don't, but hockey gets talked about, lacrosse gets talked about. What about the rugby boys? Shout out to them. Congratulations to Cock Rugby from yours truly. Uh, anyways, guys, we are taking your questions, comments, calls on the other side. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Very excited to chat with you guys here on this Monday. Does anybody find it strange that there were no updates from the scrimmage this weekend for South of football. I know that it's just a spring scrimmage, but I mean, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> spring games get going this week. I know that Missouri technically, I think, held theirs. But uh, Auburn and Vanderbilt get after their spring games this weekend. Florida is next Thursday, and the next Saturday is basically everybody else. I think Alabama and LSU, their spring games are on April the 22nd. So, all throughout this month we're getting SEC football spring games. Uh going to be a lot of fun to see and to watch and just kind of follow along if you will. Let's see. Arkansas's Tuesday game just got canceled due to forecasted inclement weather. They were supposed to take on Arkansas State. So, hmm. <laughs> Madison says it looks like rain and cooler temperatures for the Masters. Well, you know, Madison, it's tradition that it rain in round one for the Masters. It, it just seems like it's tradition. I don't know why. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call oh, from. Justin. <clears throat> hey, Justin, what's going on? How are you? Doing good, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Hey, Chris. Uh, I couldn't
5: sit last week because, uh, hey, Chris, I try to shake up. Uh, Chris, it, it helps with Taco Nine and that chance that you know. I mean, yeah, the,
1: the the final four loss hurt, man, to be undefeated at that point. And um, I mean, you were a double digit favorite. I don't think anybody saw it coming necessarily. So, um, you know, it sucks. It's tough, but I mean it should suck, man. We didn't win it all. We didn't reach the ultimate goal and it is what it is. But uh, you know, I feel confident the Gamecocks will obviously be back. But uh yeah, I mean it's it's just tough, right? Because the season is so long and you come that far and you lose. Of course it hurts, man. It's it's you know, and it's brutal, of course, watching LSU win the national championship, a team that you beat by 20-plus points. That's what sucks so bad about it. So, um, you know, Carolina didn't mm-hmm. do what they needed to do, which was win. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but I know they'll be back.
5: <clears throat> yeah, and Chris, it, and think about LSU, listen, yeah, it helps to watch them win in that because here's the thing, Chris. We know Kim Mulkey beat that before, White right, Chris? Yeah, I mean Kim Mulkey's a good coach.
1: Flat out. You can think whatever you want about her the outfits, the antics. She's a good coach. I mean, she's a really, really good coach.
5: Yep. I agree. And his stand by Kim, like, why would this lock all, all up? That's the way it is, right, Chris?
1: That's the way it is. Yep. Yep. That's right, Justin.
5: Yeah. And his said by LSU, Chris, that team's not going to get easier. And we have to deal with them in the next couple of years, you know?
1: Yeah. No, LSU's going to stick around, no doubt. I mean, I, I think that the, again, the ESPN preseason or way too early I should say top 25 that came out LSU was I think second or third or I think third they were so I mean they're gonna they're gonna be around it's gonna be tough for the Gamecocks next year no doubt I mean UConn's gonna be back Utah's a good team Stanford's probably gonna be good again so it's gonna be tough I mean South Carolina is preseason ranked seventh which feels you know feels weird I mean honestly it feels weird it does oh yeah Let's
5: see. I, I'll, I'll give you
1: the preseason top twenty-five for women's. Way too early. UConn at one, Utah two, LSU three, Iowa four, Indiana five, UCLA six, wow. and then South Carolina at seven. So, I mean, it's it's not a given. It, it's not a given the Gamecocks will be back in the national title next year. It's going to be tough. You got to replace Aliyah Boston, and you know who knows what Bree Beal and Zaya Cook are doing. Um, you know, but I, I think Bree Beal will probably be back, but Zaya Cook probably gone. Uh, Raven Johnson will have to step up. Camilla Cardoso, I think, is really good. By the way, uh, she's back. Malaysia full Wiley. That's going to be a big one, big time addition. So, but you know, it, it's it's going to be. It looks like it might be a little bit tougher. You know, I, I think there's there, there, there's much more doubt going into next year than there was coming into this year for sure. And you didn't win it all, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's it's. But you feel confident the Gamecocks are going to be there into the year with a great shot to win it
5: all. Oh, yeah, <coughs> I could say about this is we got to go at LSU next season. and That's not going to be an easy place to go to, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you look at the other SEC teams that are ranked. Tennessee's at 11. Ole Miss is at 15. Um, I think that's all the SEC teams, but, I mean, it's, you know, it's Arkansas's right there outside the top 25. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's only going to get tougher, so. We'll see, but I, I feel confident. Yep. Obviously, with Don Staley, the recruiting classes they're bringing in, you know, you're going to have a great chance, right? A, a great chance to 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 get back there and win it all.
5: Oh yeah, and hey, Chris, I feel good now because him saying we, yeah, it's, it's going to be looking different, but but as long as we sit together, we got the same, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I – uh, <clears throat> again, I I feel good about it. I feel good about Dawn Staley. I think Dawn, doubt Dawn Staley at your own risk. That's what I would say.
5: Yeah. And, hey Chris, uh, that's another championship on tonight. Is it say, State? Um,
1: Yukon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who you got in that ballgame?
5: Uh, I got to go with Stager State because they play so good defense and they they know how to get people, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can't sit here and tell you I'm gonna watch the game or that I even really care all that much, but uh, yeah, it should be an interesting game. I, I would imagine UConn gets the job done, but we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see.
5: Yeah, because you gotta watch that face say, again, say, because they, they, they play those, those little tight face not they, Chris. They do, they do, they do indeed. And yeah. mm-hmm. hey, Chris, we know UConn, they're good, you know.
1: Oh, they're really good. A lot of tradition, yeah. they they're really good.
5: Yeah, because uh, about baseball, if I got here, um, the baseball team is looking good, but this
1: one's gonna be tough, you know. Yeah, I mean, four games against ranked opponents. Obviously, UNC tomorrow, who's 13th in the country, and then LSU for three, who's number one. So it's uh, it's exciting, sure. though, man. I mean these these are the games you want to play in. I mean, you know, you talk about you know like early in the season, the non conference th- th- that the non conference is great for the purpose that it serves. And but man, these are these are fun, dude. This is this is the fun of it all, and. I would just, again, I would tell people it will fall on deaf ears. I won't even waste my time clipping this or anything like that. But I would tell people, hey, it's a long season. Over the next three weekends, we're probably going to lose two or three once. I mean, we probably are. It's just hard. Like, baseball is hard, right? Don't lose your cool. Don't lose your composure. This is a good team. This is a good team, and you're going to see a bunch of good teams battling it out over the next couple of weekends. And, you know, we'll see what happens because, like I said, you know, we can look at our schedule and say, man, we got to play this team, this team, this team. Well, they got to play us. So it's going to be tough for everybody, but that's the beauty of it, man. You want to see the best, the best go against each other. And it'll all come down to who executes and who does the little things right. And again, elite pitching, great defense, timely hitting. You do those things, you'll give yourself a great shot to win. And um, I think it's going to be an electric weekend at Founders Park, man. I think the biggest series probably since 2016, when Carolina took on the number one ranked Florida Gators. And I think you were ranked like fifth in the country. So this is where you want to be. You want to be in this position. You want to be playing these types of series and, um, uh, I, I can't wait to see it. I think we'll give our best effort. I think at home, uh, wouldn't it would not shock when you see Carolina take two or three this weekend. It really wouldn't.
5: Oh yeah, because hey, they about like, no color, We play no cut baseball. What's their view
1: like? Yeah, that'll be a great game too. It's always fun to play them, especially in uh, in Charlotte. Oh
5: yeah, hey, I've I been mean, no cut. i been mean, see soccer, no a long time ago. So it was fun, but I usually not win. You know.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, like I said, it'll be a great game. It'll be a great game for sure, man. I, I love seeing the matchup yeah. across all sports.
5: Oh, yeah. I love these winters, Chris. I, oh. I, I like the soccer, no-con. I, I wish I we played play, play no football every year, you know, Chris?
1: That'd be cool. Yeah, the Battle of the Carolinas, man. I think it'd be dope.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, Chris, that's all i say, man.
1: Justin, I appreciate you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Go Gamecocks.
5: Yeah, you too, Chris. Take
1: care, my friend. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff. Great stuff from our friend Justin. Uh, Brian Dean says, I'm glad we have LSU at our place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a uh, a very tough series otherwise. Guys, I am gonna let you know, by the way, in regards to content, I'll let you guys know what the plan is for, uh, you know, whether we're going to do live stream watch-alongs or, or what we're going to do uh, or whether I'll be at Founders Park for one of the games. I, I, I doubt that will be the case, but, yeah, um, yeah, I'll just let you guys know what's going on. Obviously, weather might impact this weekend as well, so just stay tuned. I know Thursday, obviously, we're not doing a live stream watch long because we have the tour going on. So we'll be at Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road. The plan will be to stream that game. i got to get in touch with them, though, and just kind of see what the deal is because, I mean, I've got my laptop, but outside of that, I don't know if their TVs are even capable of putting the game on. I think maybe if we get like a, a, a an HDMI cord, something like that, we could probably plug that thing in and – and rock, if you will. But, uh, anyways, come on out Thursday night. We will have the game on one way or another. South Carolina LSU, going to be a lot of fun for sure. Will, what's going on, my guy? He said, played the show 23 till 4 in the morning. It is the best MLB the show in a long time. Love that, Will. You just waking up, my guy? You just waking up? Uh, Let's see. Brendan says, Chris Phillips doesn't go to the games anymore. Well, Brendan, I do what's best for content, my guy. I do what's best for God. I don't know if I'll be going to a game this weekend. I, I just don't know. I mean, obviously, Thursday I won't, and then Friday, Saturday, it's going to depend on weather and some other things, and uh, got some things going on. So, I, I will let you guys know. You never know. Uh, when I do go to a game, though, I probably, Brandon, will not make it a big deal. You may not even know I'm there. You may not even know I'm there. I honestly thought about <clears throat> I honestly thought about tomorrow, but there's just no point making that trip to Charlotte. I mean, it's it's about an hour and a half from here. <clears throat> really no point making that trip to Charlotte. So, um. Yeah, going to be a great game either way, though. Going to be a great game. We could do a live stream watch along for tomorrow night. I don't know yet. We'll see. That'll be probably kind of a last minute thing, but that would be a fun one. That would be a fun one. That would be the fun one. Uh, Brendan says you also said you value the power of a handshake and the in person interactions. Yes, Brendan. That's exactly why we are having the tour right now. That's why we're having the tour. So that is why we're having the tour. I, I've I've gone into detail, Brendan, the the pros, the cons, and and the, the reasoning behind all the t- decisions I'm making. I mean, I, I could go back into that. I don't really feel the need to do so. I think you know at this point. But, uh, yeah, again, just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. We we shall see. We shall see. Um, we shall see what uh, what will take place this week. And Brian needs to do the mound Thursday. We don't know yet, Brian. We will not know that until, I mean, what was it, last week? We didn't find out till late Wednesday. I think it was around like 5.30 or 6 o'clock on Wednesday. So, yeah, Brian, we're not going to know until late Wednesday probably. So, um, I actually found out, you might recall, if you listened to the podcast last week, you know I found out as I was recording the podcast. So, I went about to like 545, 6 o'clock or so, something like that. But uh, Brian Dean, yeah, shout out to softball. A big series win over the 13th-ranked Florida Gators. How about it? How about it? How about it? Brian Dean, Caitlin Clark's the best pure shooter I've seen in a long-time female version of... Larry Bird. Really good. She's a really good player. She's a really really good player. So, anyways, guys, 843 790 as We are into our second hour here on The Daily Crow. Normal schedule for TDC this week, guys. Noon to 2. Uh, of course, podcast. Normal dropping today. Of course, drop today. Go check it out. And then on Thursday... Uh, really happy and excited with how content's going, by the way, guys, it feels like content again, bleeding out of the eyeballs, really, really good stuff. The interactions engagement engagements are incredible. And I uh, just want to say thank you all for the continued love and support across all aspects of the business, whether it be social media, the podcast, the daily crow merchandise, we feel the love. It's absolutely incredible. And again, cannot say thank you enough and, and show enough love and gratitude for the support that we feel on a day in day out basis. <clears throat> Let's see. Um MLB obviously in full swing guys. How about Ethan Petry? 3 straight weeks now. Has won freshman of the week in the SEC. Incredible stuff. I mean absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. How about it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, good news for the homie Lamont today, picking up a transfer portal player from the Citadel. Grad transfer just kind of going through some news from over the weekend. Uh, again, guys, phone lines are still open, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. So, not exactly sure the practice schedule this week. Not exactly sure what the practice schedule is like. I would imagine Gamecocks are, are on... The practice field and get this, guys. I mean, a week from today, it will be game week. It it will be game week for the spring game, which will be really exciting. Looking forward to it. We'll have a ton of content. I'll obviously do my my spring game preview, if you will. Tons of storylines, things to watch for. Uh, gonna be a lot of fun making content around the spring game and leading up to the spring game next weekend. Brian Dean says, Chris, are you gonna be at the spring game? And I'm sure that Brendan will will enjoy this answer as well. I will not be there. No. No. The plan is to not be at the spring game. And I will go into detail and explain why, Brian, if you really want me to. I won't spend a ton of time on it. But, uh, again, my mindset has completely shifted in regards to, you know, I used to go to every single game, be in person at every single event. My mindset has shifted. Again, what I value most at this point as an entrepreneur is flexibility and efficiency. And so you start looking at activities. Is this activity being productive? Is it not? And when you talk about going to games, do I still value a handshake and an in-person interaction? Absolutely, Brennan M. Yes, I do. It's why we are doing the events at Carolina Alehouse. It's exactly why we are doing that. Am I telling you that I will never go back to a game again? No, I am not. But there is simply no debate in regards to the quality of content, which my number one goal on game day, no matter the sport, is to make elite-level content and to stay on top of things on social media, what have you, there's no debate that I can do that at a much higher level here in the studio than I can being at the game. There's just simply no debate. There's simply no debate. And so I think about the spring game last year, we didn't throw a tailgate. All I did was walk around and while it was great, took pictures and met people and, and that was it. Like what is more valuable to the business and to people following along to the Spurs Up show. That or me being locked in the studio, engaged, we're probably going to do a live stream watch-along for the spring game. We definitely are, by the way. Not probably. We definitely are. So looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, That's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. And I I think that's something, again, that's going to provide a ton of value. Also, guys, baseball is going to play at 3 o'clock that day. Then we got the spring game at 7. So I will be jam-packed. We'll be jam-packed all day long on that Saturday. But again, talking in regards to why am I not going to games, why am I staying behind and staying around in studio again, number one reason is the content. I want to produce content at an even higher level. I want to provide content offerings that I otherwise could not if I was there in person. Also, guys, to be totally transparent and honest with you, I love being in studio, locked into the game. I feel like a lot of times when I go to games in person, It feels like it's a meet-and-greet event, which is awesome, which is awesome. I I do not want to make it sound like I don't love that, but I like watching the game. I, I like being locked in into the game, right? Also, to be transparent yet again, and this is not one of the lead reasons, but I've been to games, had people take pictures of me unsolicited, post things unsolicited, you know, I've, I've heard things, I've dealt with things, and I just simply don't want to. Guys, selfishly, I don't really want to subject myself to some of the nonsense that comes with being around some of the slap dicks that are at the games inevitably. So I like the idea, though, the number one reason, being in studio, locked in, focused on the content, producing content at a high level. There's no debate, there's no question that it makes the most sense to be locked in, in studio, watching the game on my phone, locked in, making content. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. And I want you all to know it's not because I don't love Gamecock fans. not because I don't, not, you know, I, 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 I no longer value the power of a handshake or in-person interactions. That's why we have the tour, right? That's why we have the tour, okay? That's why we have it. That's the entire point. And so I realized that and also realized I can make content at a much higher elite level. And also, we're doing the live stream watch alongs, which is a value add and a content add. That's what it is, right? So, anyways, I hope that makes sense. If you have any further questions, please let me know. Um, but it's just one of those things, man, where it's like, listen, I, I've been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games. I, my focus is content. My focus is on creating great content. I can do that at a higher level from the studio. Again, if you have any other questions, you can let me know, but that is the reason why I want to let you all know. Uh, let's see. Brennan says, practicing Tuesday and Thursday of this week, football is. Next week, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, spring game on Saturday. Love that. Love that. Okay. I would expect we'd hear from Shane Beamer tomorrow. That's been sort of the the, the weekly schedule. I I would imagine Shane Beamer will speak to the media yet again tomorrow and give us an update on the scrimmage on Saturday and, of course, practice and, you know, everything going on. But uh, everything going on. But, uh, yeah. So, looking forward to it, man. Going to be a lot of fun. You know, I I know that – I know the buildup to the spring game, it's probably bigger than the spring game. itself. like, right, like the spring game kicks off and you're like, okay, it's a glorified scrimmage. But it's, you know, what it more so, and I've said this before, what it more so does, it just, it, it gives us the opportunity to talk football again. Really, truly, it does. It gives us the opportunity to talk football and bring things up and discuss different issues. And, and I love it. And we all love it. So really excited for it, man. Next week is going to be a lot of fun for sure. Going to be a lot of fun. Get 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Monday, April the 3rd, 2023. Also, of course, guys, it is Masters Week. Let's go. Let's go. Very excited. Let's see. Uh, Okay. Brian Dean, Chris, who do you think will have the bigger season? Spencer Rattler or Cade Klubnick? Both have new OCs. What is your take? That is a very interesting question, Brian Dean. Who will have the better season? Spencer Rattler or Cade Klubnick? And, of course, two different teams. Two different OCs going into 2023. Dowell Loggins in Columbia. Garrett Riley at Sucks. And let me say this. I think Spencer Rattler is going to have a good year this year. I'm not telling you he's going to win the Heisman. But if I have to project right now, I think his year will be solid. I'm not going to try to project yardage or touchdowns or interceptions or whatever. I think Rattler will be much more consistent. You know, I think we'll still see some shades here and there of, you know, he's a gunslinger, and every now and then it's going to get him in trouble. But I think he'll be much more consistent. I'm not saying he's going to play to that Tennessee level on a weekend-week-out basis. But I think he'll be much better and much more consistent. So I think he'll have a good year. Cade Klubnick at sucks, Guys, you can hate me all you want. Garrett Riley was a fantastic hire. And I, I think Cade Klubnick against an ACC schedule – I think their offense is going to be very prolific. I I think it is. I I think it's going to be very prolific. I think they're going to be very successful. Again, I I think Garrett Riley was a slam dunk, home run type of hire. You can say whatever you want. Carolina didn't want him. Well, that's fine. Well, a lot of other schools did want him, And he was highly regarded as the best offensive mind that was available. Maybe not by Shane Beamer. He wasn't a fit for us. But damn it, he was highly regarded by everybody else. So, I think Garrett Raleigh is going to have a ton of success there. I think Klubnick, I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman either, but I think he'll have a really good year. And I think because they play weaker competition, I think Cade will probably have the better numbers at season's But what defines a better season, right? If if Klubnick has better numbers, but Carolina wins more games or Carolina wins the rivalry game, then are people going to say Cade had a better year? I doubt it, but I think their offense is going to be very prolific. I think Garrett Raleigh was a great hire. He may only be there two or three years, but – I think uh, I think they hit a home run with that hire, and I think Cade will will have good numbers. I think they'll take advantage of a weak schedule, and I think Spencer Rattler will also have a really good year. And I think that probably that final game of the season will probably determine who had the better year, because I could see them having very similar years. Uh, maybe Cade's slightly better, obviously again due to the competition. But whoever wins that game, I think will probably get the nod. So it's a fascinating question, though, because both teams are in similar situations. Uh, with new OCs at the helm. Guys, we're going to jump into another break on this side. I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking the questions, comments, calls, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. 3377 That's 843 Seven, Um, we're talking, or we were talking at least over the break in the Discord about uh, Garrett Riley and the hiring up there in the upstate and Dowell Loggins and all that good stuff. And my guy Dalton says, everyone agrees he's a big name. The narrative isn't that he is a good hire and upgrade. The narrative is that he will immediately have a top five offense in college football and just cakewalk to the playoffs this year, which isn't necessarily true. And I would agree with you, Dalton. I I don't think that'll they cakewalk to the the playoff either or – even have a top five offense, but I think they will be much improved on offense. Like, again, the the question around who has a better year, Rattler or Klubnick, who do I think is a better player? Rattler. It's not even close, but I think that Garrett Riley was a really, really good hire, and I think Klubnick probably has good numbers because, again, they don't play a great schedule. Like, we all know that. You know, I I think most likely Florida State wins the ACC. I mean, that's just totally spitballing here. I haven't done, like, any – <clears throat> Any research or anything like that, you know, FSU is kind of the favorite, I think, this year, which will be, I mean, it'll be the first time in a while, right, that anybody other than Clem Sucks was the favorite to win the ACC. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I don't think they're going to cakewalk the playoff or anything. But, uh, you know, that was a good hire. I-, I don't care what you think. I don't care if we didn't want him. Garrett Riley was a good hire. That I- just flat out was. Jackson Gary, it is Masters Week, my friend. It is masters week what's so what's so tough right now. I thought about putting it on the TV behind me but Masters on the Range is currently live <laughs> currently live right now. Uh I looked this morning I was like really noon to 2 like really. Really. You know. Masters on the Range. Like like why like, why why could this not have been 11 to 1 something like that. Austin Greer says, Garrett Riley was a home run hire. They're going to be very good. The best OC hire in the offseason. You know, only time will tell, Austin, but from a a name flashy standpoint, I, I, I don't know because I think most people would have looked at and would have heralded him as the top OC target. Again, I'm taking out all fandom. This is in no how, no, this is in no way an indictment. An indictment on Dowell Loggins, on Shane Beamer, on anything we've done. And Brendan, to your point, Miami made the best OC hire in the country last offseason. Brendan, I couldn't even tell you the name of the guy they hired. I gotta be totally honest with you. I I couldn't even tell you the, the name of the guy. But and this doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's gonna work, nothing, but. If you look at the offensive coordinators that were available during this cycle, Garrett Riley was the top name. Who who else? Garrett Riley was the top name. So, per that, per that, they got the best guy. They got the best guy. So, we'll see how it works out. Hopefully not very well. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Skylin, what's up, man? How are you? How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. You know, it's funny. I always get texts from people telling me, Skyland said this in the Facebook group. Skyland said that in the Facebook group. <laughs> Using that Facebook group is like your own message board, my friend.
6: Yeah. what? what I wonder what you respond to. What do you say to I him? just – I say that's
1: interesting or, that's interesting, or that I've talked to Skyland. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So.
6: yeah. No, Noah Hall's back to bother him all year. So, it locked up on him uh, Friday versus Mississippi State.
1: So, he's is
6: gonna it – Is it – Go ahead. ahead. now go ahead.
1: I was going to say, is it one of those things that is going to keep him out this weekend, do we know?
6: More than likely. Uh, you you will see Jones Thursday, Sanders
1: Friday, and Mahoney's.
6: Mm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday's going we'll to go Jones, Sanders, and Mahoney, probably.
1: Which will be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Eli Jones a lot. I thought he was fantastic against Mississippi State, but, I mean, you hate, obviously, to not have Noah Hall. You, you hate to not have him. I mean, it's – you know, I mean, th- it doesn't sound like, though no, it's like a long-term injury, right? Just a. Just no, a... it's
6: been, it's been lingering. Like, like Lee Croy's been lingering. Right. They both been pretty banged up. It's happened in preseason. Um, so, you know, it just locked up on him Again, it just like, you know, progressed this weekend. I guess it picked, that was the weekend it wanted to lock up on him. And they're going to try to, you know, not tear it up this weekend. Yeah. And work on it, give him a break on his back.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out, man. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the weekend either way. You know, obviously that's a blow, but, you know, if there's any place this team could could weather a poor performance, it's, you know, or not poor performance, but a, but whether an injury it is the pitching staff because you have so much depth. Um, I would call last weekend versus Mississippi
6: State a bad weekend, to be honest with you. We just didn't look too good in my own opinion. So I just I just I just believe that sets us up for a great weekend this weekend.
1: Well, I will say this, Skylin. The fact that we've reached a point where winning two of three on the road in the SEC is a bad weekend, no matter how we looked, is uh says a lot about our season at this point. How good oh,
6: we've yeah. been. we Oh so. yeah, we won. It just we, it, I just felt like, you know, you left the bases loaded too many times. You know, Saturday just wasn't our night, which I understand some days are baseballs like that, but you know. And Mississippi State had a good pitching staff, but they hit the ball well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I you know it, it was uh it was a series you obviously had to have. I mean, it, it would have been a horrific look to to lose to a state team that had lost eighteen SEC games in a row or what have you. And you know, but again, you won two of three, and you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it you sets. Won. Yeah, it sets up a really fun week, man. I mean, and, and I'll say this too, Skylar, At this point. You know, we looked at the first three SEC series. And before the season, I mean, you felt like they're all three series you can take advantage of, right? We did. So I mean, I I felt like I felt like if you started seven and two or better, like that would be a huge victory. And to sit here eight and one, I mean, you you've set yourself up beautifully to I mean, dude, you you could you could go ten and eleven the rest of the way out, and you're a hundred percent a host. 18 and 12 and I mean you don't even have to go above 500. I mean you want to, but you've set yourself up really, really well to I think not just be a host, but maybe even fight for the SEC East.
6: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I want to give you my prediction over the next three weekends. I mean, I'm just a little early prediction. I right. think it's going to change. Um, I think you know we, we we LSU takes two out of three this weekend. You know they're studs. They got Tommy White from North Carolina State, if y'all remember him, he was the freshman of the year. They got the best pitcher in the nation that's going to throw Thursday. You know, they're going to give us fits. You know, I just think, you know, LSU takes two out of three. Vanderbilt takes two out of three, but we take two out of three from Florida. So, it kind of equals itself out. I still get this winning. I still seen this
1: in four games. So, you, so, you'd so you go four and five of the next nine, which, again, would not be –
6: not would not be bad at all. It, it wouldn't be terrible. Five, it, it wouldn't be not terrible. Playing top five teams.
1: Right, right. It wouldn't be terrible. I mean, it, it would be, you know, okay. There'd be nothing wrong with it. There'd be nothing wrong with it. I'll say but that. But you know what?
6: You know what you need to do during these next three weekends after you go after I predict a four or five schedule? You got to win your midweek games They still give you a positive win streak. Right. If you can win, if you can beat North Carolina, you can win the week after and the week after. That's three wins, so you're really seven and five. Right. Them three weeks.
1: Yep, you got UNC this week in the midweek. Um, USC Upstate the following at Founders Park. I don't think that should be much of an issue. And then Charleston Southern, <clears throat> the week of the Florida game.
6: That's why. If you can so, go seven and five these next three weeks, you're still yeah. sitting at, what, eight losses?
1: Yeah. And then you've got – I mean, just look in the rest of the midweek schedule. You've got – you don't have one the week of the Auburn series. You've got Winthrop on the road – North Florida at home, and then Charlotte at home, your final three. I mean, you you really – I mean, this UNC game, I feel like serves as kind of the last midweek game that I think, you know, you really go into uncertain. I mean, the rest of them you should win. Baseball's crazy. Could you lose? Sure. I mean, Charlotte, I guess, did beat you in in Charlotte, North Carolina. But, you know, you feel like at home maybe you can get your revenge there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you should have a good opportunity to stack up, you know, three or four or four or five more wins purely from the midweek so
6: did you disagree with my statement over the next three weekends
1: no i mean i did i i think the goal should be five and four or better if you can get to five and four you've done really well four and five is not the end of the world i think it's fine um yeah i mean I think
6: if you go four and five you still show that you can compete with the yeah best
1: yeah i mean I, I think so i think so for sure i mean i would you know, you'd like to if you can win two out of these next three series, that'd be great. But I mean, again, if you go four and five, um, yeah, I mean, if you go four and five, I think you're you're just keeping pace, right? You're keeping pace to to finish eighteen and twelve, maybe a nineteen and eleven in the league. So, um, yeah, I I, I I agree with you completely.
6: Is this? Uh, I'm excited to see what we do this weekend. And, you know, they might surprise us and win all three series, which is going to be great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this is, again, this is why you come to South Carolina. You want to play in series like these. So, I, I think Founders Park will be electric. I think our guys, it would not surprise me to see us win two of three. I, I, I you know, I'm, I haven't dropped my prediction yet, obviously. But, you know, I, I would agree with in the sense that LSU's loaded. But, you know what, we're a good ball club, too. So, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's going to be great baseball all weekend.
6: Maybe you play your best baseball <clears> this <throat> week. You don't leave runners on base. and You yeah. just do the ball things right. You, you can scrap out of the two wins this
1: weekend. Yeah. For sure, man, going to be a lot of fun. I know you. We'll be hearing from you again, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure, man. I'm I'm very I, excited I wonder, to see how it plays out.
6: I wonder if we play a double header this weekend sometime.
1: Yeah, it looks like we might have some incle- inclement weather um, coming in, so we shall see. That would be very, very interesting. Um, yeah, so
6: we are getting pretty bathed up at the wrong time, though. You still got you know, Achilles broken bones, Hornum. Small broken bone in his foot, can't run, but still can pinch it. You know, Compton's on the verge of coming back, but there's still no timeline for that. He's looking better down to day. You know, Sanders struggling. They gonna He's going to start this week. And now you got Hall with his back problem.
1: Well, you you need Sanders to come back strong. I mean, there's no question. I I, I just I I wonder, and I hate to speak this even to an existence, but you have to. I just wonder though. If Sanders comes back and he looks the same, well, then what? Then what do you do? I mean, you can't just bench him for the rest of the season, can you? I mean, you, you got to keep trying to roll him out there. I mean, I, I just, you know, yeah, I, this 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 Sanders. team is not going to reach its full potential without him pitching well. It's, it's just no, not. We're just not. You need that front line ace, like you need your guy. So at least you
6: know, though, when you get tournament time, especially in the SEC tournament, which we do, we do do terrible at. Which I kind of feel like this will be a different year. We're going to make some. We're going to make some noise in the tournament because you know if you if you start that Tuesday that single elimination, you can throw a guy like Hicks out there, or maybe yeah. you know German back or a Jones, or you, you just feel like you know if or maybe in the super in the regionals, you lose the game one or game two, you, you have that extra arm like a Jones or German back or you know, you know a Hicks to get you another win, another arm out there.
1: Yeah. So. For sure. No, for sure, man. I I think we're definitely set up well for that type of tournament play, postseason play, because we've just got arms on arms on arms on arms on arms. So I I
6: yeah. I, I can say we're gonna make it super. I, I like I just like something just bad's gotta happen for us not to make it super. Yeah. I
1: you feel know, good like, about I feel good about it too. I think I think we are a super regional team. I really do.
6: You gotta say, think gotta think, you know, McGillis is coming back right after the SEC tournament. I heard he might actually get some time during the SEC tournament you know you can get Hall healthy your yeah. uh, Horn- would be bad Compton would be bad like you're going you're going to be healthy at the right time but you're also unhealthy at the wrong time right now too so right
1: it's a good point it's
6: a good point cuz you don't want to be unhealthy when you got to face three top 5 teams right. 3 weeks to throw.
1: right right well we're we're nowhere near we were last year so knock on wood at least knock on and wood. don't
6: forget you still got Kentucky that's really in the top twenty-five. I didn't look at the polls today. They're, they're,
1: they're tenth. Kentucky's tenth. Okay. Mm-hmm. You
6: still got Arkansas probably in the top five, mm-hmm. top ten. Yeah. And you still got you still got Tennessee.
1: Yeah. I mean, and dude, well, well, welcome welcome to the SEC, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's all it is. Just welcome to the SEC. It's and it's your
6: your you know your weaker schedule now is is Alabama still gonna win? Yeah. They're they was ranked in the top twenty-five. They're not too far off. But your weaker competition is going to be all of them. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, for sure. No, nah, I'm uh, I'm excited for it, though, man. Again, you want to go against the best, and and watching this team do so will be a lot of fun. Right. I
6: just, you know, we've been hot. I just let's just not cool down. Let's yeah. Stay
1: hot. No, let's stay hot. The cocks are hot, man. Let's stay hot.
6: righty, brother. Well, uh, I don't want. I don't really watch women's basketball, and you know. I really don't pay attention enough to give, to give you an honest opinion, but I do. I did watch the Final Four, and I've always said this about Dawn Staley and her team. She's a great recruiter. You know, she goes, gets the best players. She, she can recruit her butt off, but her style of play hurts you in the end, and you just saw it where, the way I regarded you. You know, they shut down the low, and
1: you had no shooters to shoot, and
6: you just couldn't make shots to win because they took
1: your your strength away. So, well, they I, had they had one more shooter, I think, than you had. I mean, I think that was the yeah. big problem. I mean, Caitlin Clark went off. I mean, she was. I mean, you could you could tell from the beginning of that game that you could tell from the beginning of that game that it was not going to be like your normal game. Like Iowa came to play. You could like this was not your typical. All right, we're gonna do our same song and dance and make a comeback. Like, you know, it's yeah. So, I, that, how, that uh, yeah.
6: How good is Vanderbilt? They played Ole Miss, Mississippi, Georgia. How good is
1: Vanderbilt? Oh, how good is Vandy baseball?
6: Yeah, they're. I mean, they're always gonna be good. I mean,
1: dude, they got a they got a chance. They got a chance to start twelve and zero. Yeah, got Missouri this weekend. So, I mean, we'll see, dude. I mean. It's every weekend's an adventure, man. Every weekend's an adventure. Um, you know, I, I'm excited for it, man. I, I really am. I think we are a good ball club, though, and I just think what you're going to see though the rest of the way out these next seven weekends is, you know, we're all just going to beat up on each other. And again, we're right now eight and one. We're right now we're eight and one, and uh, you know, if you can finish this thing eighteen and twelve, like I said, I, I think you you've had a fantastic season, fantastic season.
6: 18 and 12, anything over 15 wins, I think you're a top eight seed.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. I think so as well.
6: Super Reasons at Columbia's TDS show live in Columbia.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. The postseason baseball will be a lot of fun. I think I probably will be at Founders Park for that. So,
6: You coming this weekend?
1: I I don't know yet exactly what the plan is. I got to be honest with you. I have no idea. But probably probably not, but uh, yeah. I don't know yet. It's time for little cops to get back to Omaha. Indeed. Skylin, I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure what? chatting with you. Great stuff. Great stuff, from our guy, Skylin Davis. Yeah, looking forward to a fun weekend at Founders Park for sure. Um, let's see. Brian Dean, I appreciate the love from you, my friend. I know you're always understanding on everything going on. Um, I know our guy, John Edward. I love John. John Everett, I love your passion, my guy. I love your passion. Skyland's not the only one saying that, though, about Noah Hall. I mean, it does sound like he's been battling, battling a bit of a back issue. So, we will see. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he can go. We'll see if he can go. Dalton with the important questions. Who is your pick? to win the Masters this weekend? <sighs> That's a great question, man. I mean, it's really tough to go against Scotty Scheffler. I-, I don't think he goes back-to-back, though. Um, I'll tell you guys, by the way, so I'm in a Masters pool. I'm in a Masters pool. Um, I will tell you all my picks for the Masters pool. Let's see. Where are... Let's see, where are my picks? Hold on, let me get logged in here. (laughs) I want to give you guys, give you guys my picks. So, Mm, let's see, go to my entry. Here we go. All right. So, it's one of those things where you pick six players from six different tiers. Here are my six players. Justin Thomas, Max Homa, Tommy Fleetwood, Minwoo Lee, Brian Harmon, and Billy Horschel. Those are my six players. So, hopefully, Justin Thomas wins (laughs) the Masters or Max Homa. I'd love to see one of those guys win it all. I don't know, though, man. It's hard to pick one player. It really is. I'll uh, I'll go with Max Homer. Why not? He's hot right now. Guys, let's jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 15 minutes or so in The Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 8437903377. Here's a uh, fun tidbit for you. Erskine has fired their head basketball coach. Why do I bring that up? Erskine went 0 28 this season. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. 0 28. 0 28. Also, I just learned that Caitlin Clark is back. Next season. I did not even realize that. So, going to be a lot of fun. I think Angel Reese is back too. Is that right? So, yeah, I, I understand why the Gamecocks are ranked seventh. I, I do get it. Uh, Brendan says he wants Revenge Tour shirts. Says he wants Revenge Tour shirts. Maybe so. Maybe we can do that. <clears throat> maybe we can do that. Raven Johnson putting on our Instagram story, this comeback is personal. It's an apology to myself. Yeah, I mean, I, you know the Gamecocks are going to have a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be motivated, no doubt. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be right back there. I, I don't see – they've recruited too well. Don Staley's too good of a coach. The nucleus returning is too good. Gamecocks women's basketball is not falling off anytime soon. It, it, it's not. It's not falling off anytime soon. And I will say this, though. I, I, I will say this. And we'd be talking about it had the Gamecocks won, obviously, right? We would have. But I, I – I will say again, taking the fandom out of it, and South Carolina is included in this conversation. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. People like Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, they're they're good for the game. I mean, they're great for the game. They're great for the game. They're interesting. They're fun to watch. Caitlin Clark is electric. She's electric. Aliyah Boston, electric. Not necessarily in the final four, but she's an electric player. Zaya Cook, fun to watch, but like LSU and Iowa, like I don't recall us ever talking about like women's basketball this much the Monday after the national championship. O- outside of like when our own team won, but you guys get what I'm saying. Like, I think it's great for the sport. I, I really do. I think it's great for the sport. They're they're wildly entertaining. They're interesting. Um, you know, so I- obviously we want the Gamecocks to win it all, but. You know, and South Carolina and Don Staley and what they've done—they're great for the game too. And you know, everybody's growing the game and bringing more attention to it, notoriety, and uh, I think it's a great thing. So, anyways, th- those will be teams. Certainly, the Gamecocks will have to deal with next year players that we'll have to deal with next year, uh, and then again, the preseason or way too early. Top twenty-five. Carolina ranks seventh. Seventh. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from. Hey Garrett. Dave, what is up, my friend? How are you?
4: I'm doing very well. Trying to get a little work done down here at Isle of Palm. um I was frustrated that the that Lady Gamecocks lost. Um, but, you know, we kind of did the same thing when Mississippi State upset the other side of the bracket, and that gave us a, a chance to win it. 'Cause I don't think we would have we would've won it that year if we'd played um I think it was UConn.
1: Yeah, it would have been UConn. Um, it w- it would have been UConn that year. Yeah.
4: I mean I, I don't it was just meant to be. Right. Um the question that
0: that I had
4: was um wonder why in your opinion there's been very little said about the first scrimmage
1: um you know i i think most likely just because it's a spring football scrimmage with no media availability whatsoever just completely closed right. to everybody I, I think beamer tomorrow <clears throat> when he speaks to the media will obviously update it um but, you know, I guess you could look at it this way, Dave. No news is good news. Because probably the only news we'd hear at this point would be bad news. Hey, somebody got injured or, or this doesn't look good or whatever. So, I guess no news is good news. But, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of like you. I was a little bit surprised that, like, nothing leaked out. But, again, I'm sure Beamer well, will update us tomorrow. A,
4: well, I've got some friends. And, um, uh, you, you know, um, I don't drink. But, um. They've got a new drinking game that what they do is every time that Beamer says awesome or amazing, they take a shot, and usually they get, oh, well. But, but yeah, I was just curious why we hadn't heard anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I would um, assume he'll update us tomorrow, so I I would imagine he's taking the podium again.
4: Right. Well, um, I appreciate it, man, because where I am, I can't catch – catch the show but um but i do appreciate it man and um i hope to see you soon good luck thursday
1: dave i appreciate you man always a pleasure thank you so much right. have a good one yeah man you too great stuff from our friend dave garrick great stuff and yeah i mean i i would agree with something dave said that you know that uh, it just wasn't meant to be for carolina i mean there's no other way to put it i mean Iowa just uh jacob b says simply put we didn't deserve to beat iowa we couldn't field a single player to knock down a three when they left us wide open. And Caitlin Clark absolutely lit us up shooting and passing. I mean, Jacob, I think you got a great point. I think you have a great point. Um, we just did not have that shooter to counteract what Caitlin Clark did. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to nitpick on Raven Johnson, but it's already been done, right? Barstool posted it and everybody's reposting videos. Like when she finally started pulling it, she was making it. But I mean, Raven Johnson, they had so much respect for her from three. Bro, they didn't even guard her. They didn't even guard her. They dared her to shoot it. And then she made a couple, but we we did not have that lethal shooter that was like, we we better, you know, we we, we better put somebody out there or we're gonna get punished. I, I don't think Carolina really necessarily had that player. Um, you know, when Caitlin, listen, we, we you knew it would take a, a a valiant effort from Iowa to beat Carolina, and they they, they did it so. You have to you have to give them credit for the way they played and and you know you just you didn't do enough you flat out didn't do enough I know Brendan will probably he's typing as we speak probably going to say something about the refs or what have you but I mean you, you just didn't do enough don't don't leave it in the refs hands that's it don't leave it in the refs hands uh, hashtag Raven Johnson revenge tour season I hear you I hear you maybe she can pull an open three when she's wide open maybe maybe that uh, yeah maybe that'll happen. So, I don't know. Anyways, guys, uh, Gamecocks baseball ranked sixth in the latest D1 baseball top 25. Um, Let's see. Let's see here. Again, UConn and San Diego State tonight in the national championship. Let's see. Josh Pate last night was talking, what, the mood of the Gamecocks? Talking mood of the Game Cox. I think our guy Brennan M tuned into it. I, I I did not I did not see anything, hear anything, or see any content from him. Um so <clears throat> SEC Mike says, when you consider our track record of predictions, the fact that Big Orange Vols and I agree on an under guarantees that the over will hit, you are welcome. <laughs> That's hysterical. That is hysterical. We're actually going to uh, – I'm actually going to try to get Cousin Shane on the show. I think that would be really funny. Cousin Shane's hilarious, so why not? <clears throat> why not? Uh, Dalton says SEC Mike is disrespecting the hell out of us. What makes you say that, Dalton? Just because they picked the under or what? Brendan says they both agree that they would whoop our ass. I mean, I, I mean, Dalton, or, excuse me, Brendan. I, I think most Tennessee fans think they're gonna get they're gonna get revenge in Nealon. I, I, I just I, you're not. I don't think, listen, South Carolina fans, we think we're going to beat their ass and they think they're going to whoop our ass. Like, I don't think you're going to find many in those fan bases. I don't think you're going to find many in those fan bases that are going to give the other much credit. I don't think there's much love between the two fan bases. Um, So I think those Tennessee guys, and I I know they try to speak on it, obviously, with an unbiased viewpoint, but I think most believe, and even our guy Braden Gould, who we had on last week, most believe that Tennessee is going to is going to get revenge against Carolina for that for that blowout loss, if you will. So, I just think, <clears throat> I'll say this, guys. I I just think what you're gonna see. I think what you're gonna see is this, because I, I I don't think I don't think what you're seeing from guys like SEC Mike and Cousin Shane, and I don't think what you're seeing from them is the end of anything. It's it's the beginning. It's the beginning of what you're going to see in regards to the narrative this offseason that I think most are going to look at 2022. And, like, I think the Gamecock perspective, the Gamecock way of looking at things is Tennessee, Clem sucks, like, that is catapulting us into 2023, and that's who we're going to be, right? The bowl game's kind of whatever. How much weight do you really put in a bowl game? But I think from the Gamecock viewpoint, people in Columbia are saying, that's who we're going to be throughout the 2023 season. Whereas I think the SEC and the national folks are looking at South Carolina and saying, those Tennessee and those Clem Sucks games were great, but those were two games out of 12. And that's not really who Carolina is. And they're going to go back to being a seven win, maybe eight. They have a great season but people are going to put more so bank on the under than the over based off what, like, what SEC Mike and Cousin Shane did, the under eight versus the over eight. I just think that's what you're going to see. So I I don't think, guys, I think a lot of Gamecock fans are going to be searching for respect this offseason, and I don't think we're going to get a ton of it. You know, Carolina already gets slighted a little bit extra because we're South Carolina, because we don't have great history. We don't have great tradition I think you're going to see that. I mean, really, truly, I'll I'll say this. The fact that SEC Mike put our hypothetical, and that's what it is, hypothetical. It's it's his best guess at what the win total will be. The fact he put it at eight, though, I think shows great progress with the program. Because year one, it was three and a half. Year two, what was it, five and a half, six? Now it's going to jump to eight? I think it's going the right direction. I do. I think it's going the right direction. So, I I just think, again, I I don't think it's the end of the disrespect. I I think it's the beginning. I I think most people are going to view South Carolina. I don't think the Gamecocks are going to be viewed as the SEC East dark horse like many people would like them to be. Put it that way. I think, again, people look at Spencer Rattler last year. Like, are those last two games really him? Or is he more so the guy we saw in the first 10 games? in the first 10 games, right? I, I, I just, I, again, I, I I, don't know that people are going to give Carolina. Maybe there'll be some. Maybe there'll be some, but I I don't know that Kiberlina is going to get that benefit of the doubt. I, I just really don't. Whether that's right, that's wrong, that's up for you to decide. But I, I think this is just the beginning of what you're probably going to see over the course of the offense. Coleman, Coleman Hall chimes in. Our offense was overall terrible against tough opponents aside from Tennessee, and we lost a ton of talent or we lost a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. We shouldn't act like we're slighted by seven and five or eight and four predictions. Coleman, I would say eight and four would be a success. I think eight and four is a a a great season. That's that's why, and I literally posed this over the weekend: the the whole hypothetical eight and four or roll the dice, what would you do? It's why I did, Coleman, because I would still take eight and four at this point. I, I think eight and four in year three. It shows stability in the program. It sets eight wins, sort of like as the new floor, if you will. An eight-win season, a lot – with a chance of a ninth win of a bowl game, a lot of good would come with an eight-win season. A lot of good would come. Do we want more? Absolutely we want more. So those guys in the building expect to go eight and four. They should expect to win every game, of course. But from the fan side of things, just looking at it, eight and four, I think, would be a great season. It really would. And if you're also competitive in the other four games, let's say you lose to – I don't know, to Georgia, A&M, Tennessee, and and I don't know, Clemson, or you lose to to Missouri, or who I don't know, whoever you lose to, eight and four, or, you know, jo- jo- I already said Georgia, but eight and four with four close losses, the offense is better. That's progress, I think, in year three or shame But Guys, we've hit two o'clock. Thank you all so much for tuning in. A great show today. Um, Stay tuned. Content bleeding out the eyeballs all week long. Of course, podcast dropped this morning. Be sure to check it out. And also pod dropping on Thursday as always. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow.